Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a football Friday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. And, of course, like every Friday, especially a football Friday, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, microbrews, domestics, Make their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second and none. And, of course, six different flavors of slushies, all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Loaded show to get to today. We got the voice of the Steelers, Bill Hillgrove, joining us at 335 today as we count down to the Steelers and the Browns, closing out Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, which kicks off tomorrow. 406, Penn Live's Greg Pickle on the big news of the day is Penn State's head coach James Franklin making a big coaching staff change out of nowhere. He lets go of Kirk Shiraka as the offensive coordinator, brings in Texas offensive coordinator Mike Yurchich. And a stunner one, if you ask me, just because of the timing, more or less, not really because of how things played out this year. That, In that retrospect would be the case, the case there, but so I'll, I'll, we'll get to that in a second. But Greg will explain more about that at 4:06, and then, of course, the King at 4:35 today, as we'll pick all of Super Wild Card Weekend and Monday's National Championship game, which is still a go for now, with the looming COVID situation continuing with Ohio State. But back to what happened here with Penn State today, as Kirk Sharaka is out. As the offensive coordinator, Texas's Mike Yurchich is back in. And, of course, obviously this year was different above all years with the, with the pandemic and everything like that. But you still look at the offensive production overall from Penn State this year. And it wasn't great, and it wasn't great as promised when a guy like Kirk Shiraka was brought in. There was a lot of promise and a lot of high expectations regarding what the offense would look like under Kirk Shiraka. And it just didn't come out that way this year. Now, of course, injuries did play a factor. Let's, you know, let's not take that out of the equation completely. But it still wasn't quite there. However, the move was definitely quick. And it seems to be if, well, two things, I guess. It was because 
of how things played out on offense this year might have played into James Franklin's decision-making. Or two, Mike Yurchich, who has been a part of many different record offenses, not only in FBS and on the this, uh, Division One level, FCS, but also in Division Two. He was actually a PSAC product. He was Shippensburg's offensive coordinator a lot not too long ago, and they also set tons of offensive records. So this guy knows how to coach offense, and he was definitely on the radar for James Franklin last year when he was looking for an offensive coordinator. Didn't get it. Obviously, Yurchich went to Texas. Now he gets his chance with Penn State, and he's back in Pennsylvania. James Franklin gets, I would guess, the one of the top guys he definitely would have liked to have had before. Well, who knows what exactly the decision-making was for James Franklin here, but it's certainly curious, and while it's not surprising totally, given what we saw last year from the offense, it's not. It's still a little bit quick because of it's only one year, and you know the kind of year it was for everybody to deal with. So this is very, very interesting. And also with Yurchich, not only did he was the offensive coordinator at Shippensburg. He also was at Edinburgh. So he's got some ties there. So this is a very interesting hire for sure. So Greg Pickle from Penn Live is uh, going to join us in, in at 4.06 today to get into a little bit more of that. Now, in terms of the Steelers, or actually first before we get to that, I have to acknowledge the passing of Hall of Fame manager Tommy Lasorda, who passed away today at the age of 93. Obviously, we know the kind of impact he had on the game, mostly as a manager, but then years afterwards. So we lost another great great one today in baseball in Tommy Lasorda, and we'll pay some tribute to him a little bit later on in the show, too. Now, in terms of what we're going to see in Super Wildcard Weekend with the Steelers this weekend, of course, you're going to be looking at what happens with the Browns, as you will not have Kevin Stefanski on the sideline. But Obviously, they've been good to go after yesterday's report that they didn't have any more positives, which is great to hear. There's going to be no fans at Heinz, which was somewhat expected. But... This is not still not going to be an easy game for the Steelers. Obviously, when you face a division opponent for a third time, there is the task that's difficult in itself. Each team has won a game. Although the Steelers, of course, did pretty well against the Browns last week considering they didn't have a whole lot of people out. or whole, whole, They had a, whole, a lot of starters out, I should say. And they still only lost by two points last week. And I still like the Steelers in this matchup, I think. Overall, we'll give our final predictions a little bit later on with the King. But there's still the concerns about the offensive line against that Cleveland defensive line, the running game. It looks like the passing offense is getting back to normal. So there, there's a couple interesting factors in this game, and we'll get into that with Bill Hillgrove 
at 335. So Steve will join us in a second. We're just having a quick connection issue. We'll get that resolved as we take a break, and then we'll get Steve in here to talk Kurt Chiraca out and all the many other things to get to here today in the Steve Jones Show, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Athlete, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage. That, by the way, was a uh, tape of uh, Suit and Suit Light doing a junior high game. Uh, the hiring of Mike Yursich out of the blue, um, you know, I give James Franklin all the credit in the world. They they talk about keeping this completely under wraps. Nobody knew about this except those in the, the tightest of circles. Um, the uh, What's interesting is I will uh, – personally, I like Kirk Shiraka. Personally, I like him. Uh, and I know that Kirk couldn't really implement what he wanted to with everything going on. It just wasn't easy. Uh, no spring practice, the Journey Brown situation, everything else that went into it. And he will land someplace, and I think he'll do a terrific job for somebody. And the... Um, The key, though, is that Mike Yursich is now the offensive coordinator here. And I think that is one heck of a hire. You're going to make a hire. That's a heck of a hire to make. You look at everything that happened at Oklahoma State and what he was able to do. Yes, a lot of it you know, was Mason Rudolph was there. But I think we make a gigantic mistake in our analysis of college when we start talking about guys that we think are next-level quarterbacks. There's only a certain pocket of guys that are next-level quarterbacks. It is okay to be a really, really good college quarterback. It's just that next-level leap is such a chasm. Look, there are 330 million people in this country, and only 32 of the 330 million are starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. If you go the, throw the backups in there, you're up to 64 out of 330 million why don't you sit down and calculate the odds of what it takes to get there? So it's okay to be a really good college quarterback. So at Oklahoma State, they average 478 yards per game. In his, what, six seasons? 
as the offensive coordinator, 478 yards a game. Now, look, the Big 12 was not playing what you call great defense. At times, sometimes it looked like in the Big 12 video games. But you know what? This year, and I mentioned this two months ago, the defense that was played in the Big 12 this year was some of the best I've seen in that conference in years. Iowa State's really good defensive football team. I think Oklahoma's decent defensive football team. West Virginia, really good defensive football team. Texas's biggest problem that has kept them from succeeding really has not been their offense. It has been their defense. And this year, Mike's one year at Texas, they averaged 475 yards a game. Hmm, does that number sound familiar? I just gave you 478 a game at Oklahoma State when he was there. They averaged 475 a game this year at Texas. They also averaged 42 points a game. They were second only to Oklahoma in points per game in the Big 12. I mean, they move it, and they get there. And they finish in the red zone. So back to the point about a really good college quarterback. Sam Ellinger is what rated the 10th best quarterback in the upcoming NFL draft. Sam Ellinger is going to go down as a really good college quarterback. If he does anything in the pros, no offense, I'd I'd be a, a tad surprised. But as a college quarterback, I always liked him as a college quarterback. I always... I always thought he played with guts. I thought he threw the deep ball pretty well, ran the ball well. Um, but he's a really good college quarterback. Don't you can't look. You got you got to be able to take away the idea of what a guy is on the next level. Evaluate them on this level, and then start thinking about can they be a next level guy? Well, the number of guys that like can be next level. You know, Fields has a chance to be next level. Lawrence has a chance to be next level. And uh, we'll see about Wilson out at at BYU. Okay, we'll see about that. Trey Lance, don't know. But this guy, he loves getting, you know, he loves pre-snap motion. He loves getting the ball down the field. He wants to be taking shots. So let's see what they do with this. Um... Obviously, we can't give any kind of evaluation how it's going to work until he actually gets out there and starts calling plays and we see it in games. For Sean Clifford, Joe Moorhead left to become the head coach of Mississippi State. Ricky Ronnie, his next offensive coordinator, then left to become the head coach at Old Dominion. Then, of course, for a game, he had Tyler Bowen. Then, of course, Kirk Chiraca one season. So he's on his fourth full-time offensive coordinator as a quarterback since coming here. So for he and Will Levis, again, there's, you know, for the second straight year, there's going to have to be that adjustment, getting to know Mike Yurcich and Mike Yurcich getting to know them. And for Mike Yurcich, I think it would be valuable to sit down and say, okay, what'd you pick up from Joe Moorhead? that you liked? What'd you pick up from Ricky Ronnie that you liked? What'd you pick up from Kirk Shiraka that you liked? Because now he has all of that in there. And 
there's a little bit of each one of them in him because they've been the primary teacher of him during his career. And I think it would be valuable for Mike to find out what he picked up from each and then say, okay, now let's talk about some things I like to do that I think fit you and fit us, and then go from there. But that is something to think about. That for, for Sean, it's his fourth full-time offensive coordinator since coming to Penn State. The, you know, Two of them left because they took head coaching jobs. Now, the job of Mike Yursich to start out of the gate became a little bit easier last night because Jahan Dotson said he was coming back. You can have the greatest schemes in the world, and if you don't have the personnel to pull it off, it doesn't really matter. Well, Jahan Dotson gives them a lot better opportunity to pull off some of the things I think he'd like to pull off with his offensive scheme. Bill Hillgrove, next half hour, we'll talk about the Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Go there, stock up tonight. Because you got seven football games over three days, including the national championship game with Ohio State and Alabama Monday. It's seven games in three days, all big games, big stakes. So stock up tonight. Uh, one quick note, by the way, Ohio State-Alabama, last round of testing done, last round of results in. Both teams can play on Monday night and will. Doesn't mean there won't be... a a couple of guys missing, but both will be able to play. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Very pleased to bring in the legendary voice of the Steelers, the legendary voice of Pitt, the Hall of Famer, Bill Hillgrove. Happy New Year, my friend. It's so wonderful to have you with us. Thank you, Steve, and same to you and yours, and it's just great to have sports because uh, for a while we weren't sure. I know, exactly. We weren't sure, yet we each have been able to get in some semblance of seasons, and you have a playoff. Okay, so uh, when the guys were all in there together against Cleveland the first time, they handled them with relative ease. What worked on that particular day that the Steelers need to make sure they recapture on this day? I think they have to uh, keep Baker Mayfield under pressure and still contained. And I know that's a tall order, but I think this team is capable of that. Uh, We don't have Bud Dupree. We don't have Devin Bush. But you can't cry over the spilled milk. You have to move forward with what you have. 
And uh, interestingly, you know, the NFL came out and said that we will not move the playoff games. In other words, you have to play. Well, part of the problem for coaches is that the uh, the talent pool is limited because of the COVID procedures that the players have to go through. And you just can't bring somebody in off the street and say, you know, go run a route. Uh, interestingly, I think the smart coaches, and I put Mike Tomlin among those for sure, uh, have built up a little bit of a, I don't know if you call it a stockpile, uh, but they've brought people in uh, who are not hired, who are not, they don't exist, but they have passed the COVID test. In the event that you have a, a late developing rash of, uh, you know, the spread, uh, they, they have people to play the game, and that's what we have to do. Uh, unfortunately for the league, they said, you know, we're not going to move the games. Well, there's nowhere to move them unless you yeah. push everything back a week. And I don't think at this point that's going to happen, and I think uh, the TV force is going to dictate all of that. The Steelers had to play 13 games in 13 weeks because of some of the movement that was dictated earlier by what happened at Tennessee and then a flipping of the Ravens game and so forth. Uh, look, I know guys have to play, but still, what kind of role do you think playing week after week after week without a bye, what the effect did you think that had on the team? I think it's the mental aspect that really can be yeah. injurious in that regard. Um, physically, okay, I, you know, these guys, they stay in shape year-round. Uh, they are the best-conditioned uh, uh, animals on the planet. And and so, you know, that's not near as much as the, the mental wear and tear that can take place. And I think in the case of the Steelers, and I think we saw that in December, and I'm not saying this was an excuse uh, for having lost the three games in a row, but um, you can't turn football on and off. And I, the, I, the Steelers were asked to do that several times, yeah. and and it's really tough. And you know the Browns are going through a little bit of that this week, but uh, but not the same thing as turning it off. They haven't had to turn it off. They had their practice facility closed and had to do a lot of Zoom uh, to get ready. And now they practice today and tomorrow, and, and we'll play Sunday night. Um, you know it, it's it's tough. And and I, my hats off to uh, the staffs, the medical staffs. Uh, the coaching staffs and the players, uh, and especially Steve, the college players. You know they're they're not getting paid, and and they had to go through the same uh, rigorous week after week testing and worrying about whether your teammates are going to be there. And I think the same holds true in the NFL. And fortunately for the Steelers, we haven't had a whole lot of COVID interference, but there's a one case this week. We missed Joe Hayden. Uh, other than that, they're in pretty good shape. The Browns, they've got some more regulars that'll be missing because of this terrible spread of disease. All right, so let's get to Ben Roethlisberger now. Um, how would you evaluate his season as you know because I look they won four more games with him out there so how would you evaluate him uh, I give him at least a B plus and and the reason I do is you know okay he had his problems especially in December where uh, people were questioning well oh, his plant knee is is he able to throw that deep ball uh, he, he's been able to do that, but I think they've quietly morphed into a West Coast offense where the short pass and getting the, rid of the ball quickly are very important. At Ben's age, you can't have him get knocked around like he did as a younger player. Uh, but I think where he has excelled is as a leader, because let's face it, that's a very young receiving core. 
you got Juju as the veteran. Deontay's a second-year man and, of course, the rookie, and he is a prize rookie in Chase Claypool. But they still, uh, you know, they need leadership, and especially now that the playoffs are here because they don't have playoff experience. And, and so I think he's done a great job in keeping them together and keeping them all happy. He spreads it around. Uh, he doesn't, doesn't care who you are. He just cares if you're open or not. And, and so I, I give Ben at least a B-plus for uh, leading uh, this team. Which now brings me to the next part. It wasn't as if Ben wasn't taking some shots down the field. He was. But the key is his last start, they hit a couple of those shots. What did it mean to the underneath pass game that he hit those, that they hit, not just made, but hit those deep shots? Of course. Um, you've seen enough of the game, Steve, to know that, especially linebackers, if they know you're going to throw the ball over the middle on crossing routes, they just get ready to tee off. But if they have to cover a tight end running an intermediate route and worry about him going by them, then they're not as chippy uh, in the box. And I think that's the key. Uh, if you hit some passes down the field, and let's face it, Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster both are good combat receivers. Uh, they both have good athleticism. Uh, Chase has the size, and Juju has the toughness. And they both have tough hands. And so, you know, I think that's been one of their keys, and I think you'll see it Sunday. I think uh, you'll, they'll throw that intermediate and the long sideline pass and, uh, and, 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 you know, throw caution to the wind. You almost have to at this stage of the game. All teams are good teams or they wouldn't be there. And the next part is, of course, being January, it wouldn't hurt if you could run the ball. Why have the Steelers, in your opinion, had that up-and-down season running the ball? James Conner in and out of the lineup, and, and yeah. I think he's a linchpin in this regard. He's probably their best blitz pickup man. And so if Benny Snell's in the game, teams know that they're probably going to run the ball. Jalen Samuels is in the game. Uh, they kind of figure he's going to be part of the passing game. But with James, you don't know. And I think he's the linchpin. And with him in there, uh, they have a very good chance to be a balanced offense. All right, defensively, uh, Cam Hayward's one of those players that across the league I think everybody would love to have. And then there's T.J. Watt. I believe he was the team MVP. When you watch T.J. Watt mature, what are you seeing on the field from a a maturing T.J. Watt? Two things. First of all, we knew we were getting a guy who's relentless. I mean, that's his middle name. But I think what really has impressed everybody around him is the fact that his mental approach to the game is superior. You know, he he studies quarterbacks. He studies, obviously, the people are going to try to block him. And he's not a one-trick pony. He doesn't have to loop outside. If you uh, cheat outside as a blocker, uh, he's going to go underneath you without question. But when he gets to the quarterback, he already has a little game plan in his head, depending on where the quarterback has the ball, as to which hand he uses to swipe at it. He's a real bright guy, and I think if you combine his talent, his relentlessness, which is his motor, I guess, one of the phrases that we hear so often, <laughs> uh, you combine that with above-the-neck play, and you got a superstar. Yeah, and you know, and what really is interesting, and it goes back, you just talked about this, you alluded to it, but the fact that this guy is so smart, he's got counter moves. That's why if you're a tackle or you're a running back or a tight end trying to handle him, He's got a counter move because of how smart he is and how he approaches it, Bill. 
Yeah, without question. And uh, I, I, you know, yes, they miss Bud Dupree, but Alex Highsmith has stepped up. Yeah. No, he's not going to give you all of what Bud gives you in terms of uh, flash speed, uh, you know, really good strength. But he's got a good combo of both. And he, also a student of the game, has developed a spin move. And that spin move is not just rotating in place like a you know revolving door. Uh, he makes a spin. He's going at the quarterback. And so I, I really think that the Steelers are, are geared to make a deep run in the playoffs, and uh, I'll be among the most disappointed if they don't. They still have to face a Cleveland team that does now bring with it automatic respect. When you walk into that broadcast booth, what are some of the things right away you say, you know what, the Browns must respect. What a, what's that list? Kevin Stefanski has done a remarkable job. Uh, yeah. He would get my vote for Coach of the Year if I had it. Um, he's kept them together. Uh, he's uh, been able to uh, treat the uh, veterans with uh, maybe a little bit of a different twist than he does rookies, uh, but he keeps them all on the same page, and I think that is his stock and trade. I have to ask you how Tunch is doing. A lot of people obviously want to know all the time how Tunch is doing. How is he? He's doing well. He's a remarkable attitude, which I knew that he, he would because that disease is uh, is a really tough a tough thing to have to handle, uh, but he's doing really well and uh, has a great attitude. It's the same attitude that allowed him to be, uh, you know, a decade plus NFL offensive lineman and a Pro Bowler uh, at one point in his career. Uh, it's just the attitude. He wasn't the biggest guy in the world, uh, but he learned how to use his hands. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, he'd be a great coach for somebody to teach offensive linemen how to use their hands. Uh, but he, at a young age, decided he'd rather watch his kids grow up and play soccer uh, than he would traveling the country being a coach. Well, let's see if the Steelers can make a deep run, because to be honest with you, uh, I think you, you personally have had a terrific season, Bill. I've enjoyed listening to it, and I deeply miss the times we stand in the parking lot after a Penn State pit game and we'd be tailgating together after games. I can't tell you how much I miss that this year. Oh, my. Uh, and we miss the fans, and we find out Sunday yeah. that uh, we're only going to have players, coaches, staffs, and and family members in the place uh and you know uh, this year I, I think home field hasn't been a home field advantage but now that we're in the playoffs uh, some states have loosened up the reins like for instance if the steelers can get by cleveland and end up for perhaps going to buffalo they're going to have a lot of people in the stands uh whereas you know our government and our commonwealth has said no we're not going to do that so you have to live with it you have to adjust to it and uh it's been interesting that the teams have not had to go to a a silent count uh and but you know there could be a disadvantage uh, the quarterback can come to the line of scrimmage and hear guys saying, oh, they're going to run it off left tackle. Uh, and, you know, and so he yep. hears that, and guess what? It's not coming off left tackle. Uh, it's it's been, it's been a weird, surreal, strange year, but in a way, again, my hat's off to the people who play that game and, and the people who have played it under these conditions. Uh, it's marvelous. And my hat's off to you. I think you had a terrific season doing all this. Bill, thank you so much for your time. Great respect from me to you, as always. Steve, thank you very much. And, and one good thing about this thing, as far as personally I'm concerned, I haven't had to travel. That's and, true. And, and, and it's great after a game to get in your car and drive home, <laughs> rather than to run for a bus that's going to the airport 
If you miss the bus, you end up at the wrong airport. You end up at the, uh, you know, the, the regular airport rather than the private part. Well, you know uh, those travails of traveling, and I didn't yeah. have to worry about those this year. So in that regard, it's been okay. Yeah. Hey, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Thank you so much for the time you gave us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve, and same to you and yours. Bill Hillgrove, the legendary voice of the Steelers, also pit football and basketball. <laughs> yeah, he was, I remember, what game was it? Penn State played Pitt, and I, th- I think the next game was in Buffalo. And, uh, you know what? I know what it was. At one game he, he was doing here, and he was talking to Jack and me about getting to Cleveland. Okay, which was a doable thing. I mean, it was, it, you know, that that wasn't difficult. But then I remembered Bill and I were together in New Jersey and at the Prudential Center. And I remember you said to me before the game, it was one of those doubleheaders. I think Villanova played Notre Dame and Penn State played Pitt. He looked at me and said, Steve, because of the time of the start, he said, man, i got to figure out a way to get from here to Buffalo. I'm like, uh, I said, I said, I'm not a travel agent. I don't know. I can't help you on that one. But, I mean, that's I mean, when you do what Bill has done for years of doing Steelers football, pit football, pit basketball, he has had to manipulate. He and Gene Deckerhoff, because Gene Deckerhoff does Tampa Bay Bucks, does Florida State football, Florida State basketball. You have to really work that schedule and that travel. And uh, you know, anybody will tell you the travel part's always the most difficult part anyway. The job is, and Bill's terrific. So it was great to have him on the show. You can hear it on uh, 100.9 The Valley coming up. On Sunday night, uh, we will take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on the show. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outline, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. 
Well, at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And uh, you need to stock up now. I mean, just go over there now because you got seven football games this weekend, three tomorrow, three Sunday, and one on Monday night. You won't have the Eagles wrecking it. That's exactly right. That was for you. Just kept waiting for you to jump in. Come on. You're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, what's it going to be on, like on Monday when you can't complain? Refreshing. <laughs> for the audience. Yes, exactly right. For the audience. Probably more for the uh, audience than me. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh Mike Yurcich will be the new offensive coordinator at Penn State. Uh, he had been with Texas for the past year. He had been the uh, pass game coordinator for Ohio State before that and the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma State before that. Uh, Oklahoma State, the six years, is the OC, 478 yards a game. Right This year, Texas, 475 yards a game and 42 points a game. I mean, he he gets the he wants them to get the ball down the field. Big plays are a big part of it. Texas's problem is not the offense. Texas's problem has been for years its defense. That's been the problem. So and but he's got he, but he already has a lot of help as the uh, as the offensive coordinator. When Jahan Dotson said last thing, you know what? I think I'll come back. Well, that certainly made your the transition to the new job a little bit easier because you have a home run hitter already in your offense in Jahan Dotson. Getting him back makes a gigantic difference. So we got Greg Pickle today. And then the King, right? Do I have that all do I have that all correct in order? That is exactly in order. I mean I mean you are the heart and soul of this show. <laughs> Something like that. Man, they probably should have put your name on it. And then, like me in the category of featuring. <laughs> <laughs>